Hello, everyone. Welcome to Midwest Coaster Fans Podcast Number Two. Today, we're talking about the history of Vortex. Uh, just celebrated its 33rd season at Kings Island with its 46 millionth rider. That is quite an accomplishment. Um, unfortunately, as many of you know, Vortex is closing this weekend at Kings Island, and it's very unfortunate. So during this podcast, we're going to talk about the history, the ride experience, things of that nature, um, kind of what led up, uh, not what led up, but um, how Vortex changed the roller coaster industry forever. Yes, we all know that it's a rough ride right now, but it's also pretty old. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into The history of Vortex at Kings Island in Mason, Ohio. Alright guys, thank you for listening to the second podcast. Um, I don't know why not that many people listen to the first one. I guess Kentucky Kingdom is in an interesting area uh, for many of you guys. So I really appreciate the people who are listening to our podcast because this is recorded early. And we do this for you guys. So... This is going to be a kind of a short history podcast. Uh, we're going to do a lot of these, and we're also going to do, like I said, group discussions. Uh, we would appreciate if you would get the word out and listen to the podcast because there's going to be a lot of them coming out. The history of Vortex is a major one that hit hits a lot of you guys um, that are Kings Island fanatics. And uh, okay, so. Before we get started on the history, this is why a lot of people loved Kings Island when it was first came to its own. It held, you know, records for the first ever suspended coaster with the bat, and Arrow was the tallest and longest drop with the most inversions at the time when it debuted in 1987. And I just don't understand why we can't get world records at Kings Island anymore. I think Banshee was the last one to hold any records. Orion's going to hold records for the steepest drop. But other than that, no other records being held. And the Beast, when it opened in 1970... Was it 1970? Yeah, 1979... Obviously, because it's celebrating its 30th or 40th anniversary this year. But when it opened, it broke a bunch of records, and it still holds the record for the longest wooden roller coaster in the world. Now, obviously, Vortex only held on to a lot of its records for one year. Um, Many of you probably have rode Shockwave at Six Flags Great America. But the year after Vortex opened, almost a similar a similar roller coaster named Shockwave opened up at Six Flags Great America. I've ridden both of them. I can tell you there's a lot of similarities in both of them. A lot of loops, a lot of corkscrews, a lot of head banging. <laughs> the joke was always the joke was always with uh, Six Flags Great America at Shockwave. Uh, that you're always the shockwave left light up their uh, 
that Shockwave uh, definitely led up to its name with Shockwave because you left with a shock in your head and always a headache when you got off of it. But anyways, uh, Vortex was construed from aerodynamics. And I'm going to go over some uh, history. We're going to talk about a little bit. Obviously, the park section that it's in now is Coney Mall. Now, what used to occupy the land over there was the bat. And for some reason, it was moved or we'll go over that later. Um, But in its place, they reused the same station that they used for the bat. And they used it for Vortex. It opened April 11th, 1987 at a cost of $4 million. And on, lo- on the land that it sits now, like I said, obviously it's only going to sit for this weekend, which I'm very sad, but we are going to be out there to ride it on the last weekend. It's, it's very sad um, to see a lot of these older coasters go. I know many of you might not like older coasters but without them we wouldn't have what we have nowadays with roller coasters so i don't agree with keeping all of them but i like keeping a certain amount of them because i feel like we have to ride them like you know maybe our parents or grandparents rode them and then to leave it in a legacy for our kids to ride it and their kids to ride it means a lot but anyways it opened at a cost of $4 million from Aerodynamics. Uh, it was... It has a height of 148 feet, which at the time was the tallest. And the drop was at 138 feet, which made it the longest. Uh, the length's only 3,800 feet. Top speed, 55 miles an hour. There are six total inversions. The ride's gonna... The ride lasts about, you know, 2 minutes and 30 seconds. It's full capacity, if it's operating with three trains, is 1,600 riders per hour, which last time I was at Kings Island, they were operating at three trains. Uh, sometimes they are on busier days, but with it getting ready to close, they are operating it with all the trains right now. And if you keep your head back just as a... For those of you going to ride it this weekend that have had issues before, if you keep your head back when you're going through the corkscrews and the loops, you don't get that head banging. Or if you keep your head slightly forward, um, it's only when you do slight movements that it throws you off and kind of gives you that. Now, for the Designic Vortex, Kings Island turned to aerodynamics. At the time, it was an industry-leading manufacturer. Construction began in the winter of 86, and it sat at the world's first suspended roller coaster location, like I said, which was the Bat, which was removed after the 1983 season. So that this piece of land that it sits on has occupied the Bat, the Vortex, and the question is, what's going to be next to occupy that piece of land? Uh, who really knows, to be certain, but... The ride opened to the public and it helped exceed 3 million visitors for the first time in its history. At its inauguration, Vortex briefly set a few records for the full circuit roller coasters 
It was the tallest featured, the highest drop, and the most inversions with six, and all six were surpassed the following year with the debut of Shockwave at Six Flags Great America. Vortex has been repainted at least twice during the 2001 season. The ride celebrated its 25th anniversary in 2012, and that was the second time. Over 46 million guests have ridden it as of last weekend, and obviously it's going to close on October 27, 2019. And it was stated that it's the end of service for this roller coaster. And it's been one of the most frequently uh, ridden attractions in the park. And uh, it's unfortunate that it's closing. Uh, but that is the history of the Vortex. And many of you don't know, many of you do know, but... Uh, the Kings Island, like I said, used to set a lot of records. And then when this debuted, and you had the bat before that, then the bat got uh, moved where its current location is right now. But I'm I'm going to do some research because I believe that the bat, the original bat, possibly, and I'm going to look at, the, we're going to do a history of the bat in one of our podcasts as well to go over that. But I don't remember if Kings Island has the original one. Or if the original one's at Cedar Point. But anyways, uh, Vortex broke a lot of records. Obviously, those were shattered the next year. And uh, Aerodynamics made a lot of replica roller coasters similar to Vortex. But it set the standard for the most inversions and kind of opened up what we have today. So the history of Vortex is very important to the history. And it was important to the future of roller coasters that exist today. And that is not an opinion, that is a fact. Without aerodynamics developing Vortex or the coasters that they developed, whether they didn't set this, uh, didn't uh, stand the test of time, I mean, 33 years is still a long time for a steel roller coaster. Uh, obviously, there's ones that have been around a little longer, but nothing the size or the quality or the intensity of Vortex. And if none of you have been out there this season, you have three days left in the season to go out there, go ride Vortex as many times as you can because after this season, they're tearing it down. It's gone for good. And there's only one more similar roller coaster left. And I believe it's at one of the Six Flags parks. So that's very unfortunate. Uh, there's another historical roller coaster gone. We'll never see it again. And the reason why it's historic, like I said before, is because it set records and the standard for future steel roller coasters after this one was built. It's kind of like the same way if you go to Six Flags Great America and you ride Batman the Ride. That was the first inverted suspended roller coaster. And it was designed for that park. And a lot of replicas happened after that one was built. But it would be kind of like if that iconic coaster was removed from Six Flags Great America. And I hate to say it, but I would rather I would rather see a simple down and back 70s racer coaster, such as the racer, get redone or removed than something like Vortex. Even though... Vortex had its issues. 
uh, for the most part for how old it was it's not that rough of a ride but we're going to see what replaces it and it's going to be very interesting to see what Kings Island has in store since the 50th anniversary of Kings Island is coming up in 2022 and we'll see if we get a new coaster hopefully they go with an RMC um, but we will see what they decide to go with uh, hopefully not another dive coaster there's plenty of them in the Cedar Fair chain um, and then we wouldn't and then we would know that it wouldn't break any records I would rather see RMC come in there and uh, kind of do something iconic to replace Vortex Kings Island has its standard set because whatever replaces Vortex is gonna have to set the standard for the next wave of roller coasters in the future uh, let me know what you think you can comment on this podcast if you're listening to this podcast live feed from our facebook comment on our facebook page and uh i want to thank you guys again for listening to their second podcast the history of vortex on midwest coaster fans i'm chris signing out until next time have a great rest of your day and look for more podcasts coming out later in the week and uh, like I said before if you don't if you haven't got a chance to ride Vortex this season I'm sorry but many of you have already ridden it and you will remember the memories and it will stick with you whether it be your kids first looped coaster whether it be your first steel loop coaster it's going to hold a lot of memories Uh, It's definitely iconic for a lot of families, for a lot of people, and uh, rest in peace, Vortex, 1987 to 2019. Have a great one. My name is Chris, signing off for Midwest Coaster fans, second podcast.